I am excited to announce my new podcast, Giving Legends. It's an opportunity for me, Hannibal Navies, and my co-host, Charlie Batch, to talk with people of influence who are committed to building a legacy through service. Stay tuned and learn what makes them Giving Legends. Welcome to another edition of Giving Legends Podcast. I'm Charlie Batch. And I am joined today by my co-host, Mr. Hannibal Navy. What's up, Charlie? What's going on? All good. And today we have a special guest, CEO of Same House, Mr. Rodney Bullard. How you doing, sir? I'm well, brother. Thank you for having me, uh, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today. Well, question. We down in your down in your city today. Yes, sir. Atlanta, Georgia. In your city. <laughs> Come in on, your man. city. Born and raised. Falcons fan for life, brother. Ooh, but nice. I like the Steelers too, man. Yeah, it's all yeah, good. I love the Bengals. The Bengals, uh, all right, man. I don't know. Why? Because you know what I mean. Listen, it's a couple a, different teams. Uh, we can even we, we can even talk about the Buffaloes. The, okay, Colorado, yes, man. Let's, let's talk about, about CU. Right, we'll let's talk about. Let's talk about. I'll give you a little time. No hate. No hate. Yeah. It's nothing to say, man. We doing our thing. That's all. Prime time, baby. It's all good. So, so that's good. all you gonna give us? That's, that's all I need okay, to say, right. man. I mean, you know, we coming. Thinking. That's all you need to know. Hey, I get it, man. Hey, it's all you good. Know, it's all good. But no, I just wanted, man. Thank you for joining us today. As man, we sitting back here talking a little bit about, you know, just kind of chopping it up, your history, experience, everything that you've been through, what you have going on in the workforce, off, the, you know, outside of the workforce. Yes, sir. Yes, I mean, talk a little bit about what you have going on right now. Absolutely, man. So. uh as you said, it's CEO of the same house. That is a new public benefit corporation. And uh, formerly, lots of folks in Atlanta in particular, but maybe even outside of Atlanta, will know me for Chick-fil-A and the Chick-fil-A Foundation. And I got a chance to start the Chick-fil-A Foundation about 12 years ago. And we really focused on education, we focused on hunger, and we focused on housing. And helping as many people as we could. Our tagline was, we want to ensure that every child grew up to be everything that they could be. And so uh, this January, we took some of those efforts and rolled them out into a public benefit corporation so that we could do even more. And we called it the same house. Uh, we called it the same house because Congressman Lewis had a wonderful quote where he said, we're one people, one family. We all belong to the same house. Mm -hmm. And if you think about that, that's powerful, mm -hmm. that we belong to the same house, but oftentimes we don't act like it. We have divisions between neighborhoods, divisions between economics, between race, between religion, and we allow that to prevent us from being our best selves. And so really pleased to do that. We had an opportunity to have the beloved benefit, which yeah. is our signature program of the same house. And uh, and this gentleman was with us. It's you got to get you there next time, Absolutely. man. We had uh we had your 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 twin John Legend <laughs> there. I don't think I look like you it, look but there are people out there that think they do. Dead on and tweet, dead on tweet at us and let me know if you think that me and John Legend look alike. I don't you know. Like like we, we might get him to sing on this podcast, y'all. I don't know. But we're going to see. But uh, John Legend was there. Maria Taylor was there. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Tucker Chris was Tucker, there. Yep. We raised almost $9 million. Nice. And we had 2,000 of Atlanta's finest from our CEOs, Home Depot, Chick-fil-A, uh, we had Coca-Cola, Delta, but also we give away 20% of the tickets to the neighborhood, to the community. And so it's come as you are. Mm. And it, in fact, is the same house because everybody in Atlanta is there. And so think the Grammys in Atlanta. And it is the best event that the city has to offer. But we're proud that we can do that in what we call doing good together. And so we come together to do good together. And... We're excited that we're going to do this in other cities as well. Mm -hmm. So we're coming to a city near you. 
And I think that, I mean, that's important. And, and yes. on this show, we, you know, we talk a lot and people are scared of that transition. Mm. You know, you spent 12 years in one place. That's right. And what gave you that confidence that you want to know what the time is right yes, to now go out there and make this vision possible? You know, because we all make transitions, man. I mean, I played football in college. I played at the Air Force Academy, defensive lineman there. I blew out my knee my senior year. And uh, and I, I had to make this hard transition of what was I going to do next? I gone to the Air Force Academy for academics, yes, to graduate, but I also had gone there to play football. And my mother reminded me that God had given me many talents and that, you know, I could rely upon those others. And so it was a blessing to to go off and actually start a mock trial team. We ended up being All-American in mock trial. Uh, I tell folks that I, uh, I prayed to be All-American, but apparently I wasn't clear. So I was All-American <laughs> in mock trial and not football. <laughs> But that's all right. Uh, but I made the transition before. I made the transition from the Air Force to civilian life. Uh, I went to law school and was a lawyer and practiced law for a long time. Loved the courtroom. Uh, but I made the transition from that to corporate America. And so in life, we're going to make transitions. But we just have to have enough faith. And even more so, we have to have enough relationship. I'm blessed that as I've made this transition, you know, I think we've been a good person to people. And that really has come back. And that when you take care of your community, your community will take care of you. Mm-hmm. And and I want to I want to touch on our Air Force piece. One yes. time. You talked about blowing out your knee. Yes. That transition from football. Ultimately, when you're like football is taken away from me at this particular point. That's right. How nervous were you at that particular moment? to yeah. now think about I have to focus on something else outside of football, man. Uh, it was life changing. I didn't watch football, actually, mm-hmm. for two years after. I stopped playing football because, you know, growing up from the time in which you were in Little League through high school and then through college, I had played football. It was part of my identity. And really, that's what I, I realized. It was the identity that I had to mourn, give myself an t- opportunity and then have enough confidence to understand that it wasn't my person. Mm-hmm. It was just a face that I had. It's great. Chick-fil-A was an identity that I had for a long time. I love it. Chick-fil-A is a wonderful company, have been wonderful to me and continue to be wonderful to me in the same house. But we're more than these identities sometimes we have. And so that's really what I mourned was the loss of an identity. And you found it. I did. Two years it took you to find it? It took me, well, it didn't take me two years to find it. It took me two years to mourn not playing football anymore. And two years to really understand that, you know what? I'm okay. Uh, and then I became the biggest fan out there. <laughs> and so watch you play, watch you play. And, uh, and, and that's, been, uh, that's been a good thing. And you got to give yourself an opportunity to mourn and to let the next thing go. That's okay. That's human. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's no different in any transition. Sometimes we want to tough it out. Just give yourself an opportunity just to, yeah. to be. And that's crazy you say that because we were talking about transition earlier. Charlie and I, we worked in transition with professional athletes. And, you obviously didn't make it to, put to the to the professional ranks, but you were an athlete nonetheless. You put all your energy into being a football player, right? Yeah. So it doesn't matter. I always tell people it's not a matter of, you know, making professional. It's where the sport drops you off, right? That's right? And that's when your transition begins from the sport. So it can be it's high school players that go through what you went through that yeah. never play again, right? They never go to college and so on and so forth. So I think that's super interesting what you say. You hit it right on the head, man. You said the loss of identity. It's, it's kind of like you've been in our meetings. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> seriously, on, I mean, when we talk about yeah. players in transition. But for me, I, I really – Want to dig into, I mean, you have an extensive career in philanthropy. 
and I know you went to the Air Force and played football and, and you had a certain upbringing. Like, what was it? What's your why? Why? Mm. Why philanthropy? Why is that? Because you, you, you went to law school. You did a lot of different things. Like, yeah. you, you, went, you had a lot of education. Right? I could go on a list about all your acc accolades and, and yeah. education. But why philanthropy? Why did that end up being your path? And why was that important to you? Yeah. You know, really, for me, it's not just philanthropy, it's leadership. Mm -hmm. And we would often talk about philanthropy at Chick-fil-A, and I would stop people. And I said, what we do isn't philanthropy. What we do is leadership. Mm -hmm. Leadership is about giving back. Leadership is about helping others who can't help themselves. My favorite Bible verse is Proverbs 31.9, to speak for those who can't speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's the epitome of what leaders should be about. And oftentimes, we, we get it backwards. We think that leadership is beating our chest and it's about us. But when you all play football, you were leaders of men. It was about the team. It was about helping the team achieve something together that it couldn't achieve individually. And at the end of the day, that's what philanthropy is about. It's about solving hard problems. What can we solve? What can we do together that we can't do individually? And the same house is about that. We know that, frankly, if we come together, we join with our resources, our talents, and we join together, we can accomplish great things. But if I look out in a city like Atlanta, we know that if you're a child born into poverty in Atlanta, you only have a 4.3% chance of getting out of poverty, the lowest in the country. And with wonderful corporations like Chick-fil-A, Coca-Cola, Delta, Home Depot, Southern Company, 17 Fortune 500 companies in a city like Atlanta, well, frankly, Atlanta proper only has about 550,000 people seventh largest metro in the country, but 17 Fortune 500 companies in a city of 550,000 people is an embarrassment of riches. We should do better. Mm. And if we come together and we aren't fractionally giving, but we come together and give together, if we come together and say, you know what? This is above me. This is bigger than me, bigger than my neighborhood, bigger than myself. We can do more together. So that's really what this is about, what I think philanthropy at the end of the day is about. I would like to thank United Charitable for sponsoring today's Giving Legends podcast. United Charitable is a national nonprofit that focuses on guiding you on your charitable journey. Whether you like to simply streamline your giving or you like to create your own charitable initiative, United Charitable has the knowledge and resources to support you. If you'd like to learn more, check out the link in our bio. And so... I think, you know, I've been to the Beloved Benefit a couple of times. Thanks for the invitation and in the, in the, in the front row tickets that yes, you give sir. me every time. Come on. Um, but I, I'm really intrigued by, I mean, the last one, you raised $9 million in a night. Yeah. How did you get all these companies that you just mentioned in Georgia to galvanize around this this cause? Like, it's not easy, right? Every You know, you, you come from one organization, but you didn't just, this, this wasn't all a Chick-fil-A production. It was, no. you were able to to get support, right? So how how did you go about doing that? You know, a lot of it is relationship building. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is just vision casting. Uh, and a lot of it is trust. You know, the first time we did it, that was when Congressman Lewis said, we're one people, one family, we all belong to the city of Atlanta, uh, to the same house. But it was trust. Mm -hmm. And I think the first year, many people did it probably because it was relationship with Chick-fil-A. Sure. It was the Atlanta way, as we mm -hmm. call it, which is to give back. And there is an expectation in Atlanta, which may be different than other cities, I don't know, but I know in Atlanta, there is this social expectation that you were to give back if you are a corporate citizen in this community. So that's a big part mm -hmm. of it. That helps tremendously. 
But then I think people start to see that the Beloved Benefit wasn't just a concert, but this was a program unto itself. Sure. That if you looked out, you saw this tapestry of Atlanta. You saw this crazy diversity of everybody, rabbi, Baptist minister, west side, east side, north side, south side, everybody was there. And you felt this energy that frankly you don't always feel. Mm -hmm. And that has become kind of the calling card. But even more so, we can focus on really good organizations. Mm -hmm. And we allow the corporations of Atlanta to, as our sponsors, to help choose those organizations. Because our, our thought is, if we can focus our attention on those organizations that are making the most difference, then what can we do? It's, it's no different than a stock. Mm. You got a great stock, you should put all your money in on that stock. Uh, if you got Google, then put in on Google and let it ride. Mm -hmm. So the same thing with a philanthropic organization. So it leads me to my next question. It's good that you asked, you said what you said. So from the the, the money that you guys raise, you guys help other foundations in the Atlanta area. We do. So as you, you know, a lot of people listen to this that have foundations or want to be at a point where they get funding and get, get the grants and different things like that. Yep. How do you vet these organizations? What are you looking for in these foundations to be able to say, yes, we believe in what you're doing and we want to give you some money? Yeah, great question. So we have beneficiaries and then we have beacons. So our beneficiaries are larger foundations mm -hmm. and our beacons are smaller organizations. We look for in both sets of the beneficiaries and the beacons, organizations that are trustworthy, mm -hmm. that have a track record, that are most importantly effective and doing work and doing work in education, employment or entrepreneurship. Because for us in Atlanta, at least, we are focused on economic mobility. And if we think about economic mobility, it really is for almost all of us, unless you win the lottery or you steal, mm -hmm. it's about a job, it's about education, or it's about entrepreneurship. And for many people, it's about all three mm -hmm. in a lifetime, but that's how you have advanced your economic self. And so how can we create opportunities, generate opportunities for those who, frankly, in many cases, have not had opportunities in those three areas? And so the nonprofits that are doing meaningful work, significant work in those areas, uh, that's how we help. Got you. How do you, what is the immediate red flag when you're going out and you're vetting organizations? What's mm -hmm. the one thing that you look at and say, ah, we're not giving to that organization? Um, one, if an organization just isn't effective and we look to see, are they moving the needle? And so numbers tell you the story. Uh, a balance sheet, a P&L, a, a ROI, it tells you the story. And so those are red flags for us typically. Um, organizations that have just started out, typically organizations we're not going to, to support, in part because they don't have a track record of success. And I get that, and so, uh, and even for uh, our organization, we partner with other organizations that are, have a longer tail than we do, and that's been helpful. Um, but yeah, those are really the things we look at uh, for the most part. One of the things we also do is not just help these organizations raise money, but we help them raise awareness. Mm -hmm. So podcasts, programs, marketing, we put them on our own social media. We have our own ways in which we let the world know what they're doing. One organization, the Latin American Association here in Atlanta, when we did that for them, they got an $800,000 check wow. uh, from one person here in Atlanta because she was like, I didn't know. And I love what you're doing, mm -hmm. let me write that check. And so that's what we wanna be about uh, it's really not about us. It's about how can we be a platform for others. 
And if we think about that, that's the most meaningful thing that we can do. Many smaller organizations, yeah, it's okay to collab together. It is okay. And, and guess what? You don't have to start a nonprofit. Yeah. It's okay to go volunteer your time. Mm-hmm. It's okay to work at a nonprofit. We have more nonprofits than we need, quite frankly. And so at some point, we need to be like real capital business people. We need to say we're going to bet on the winners. Mm-hmm. And others need to just go away. Not that you're a bad person, not that you're doing bad work, but we don't have enough resource for everybody. Mm-hmm. And we need to make quantum leaps. And in fact, your resource, your talent, your time, it can be a part and parcel of that as well. And I, I want to touch on something that you mentioned. You talked about not the philanthropy world, but leadership, right? Yes. And you talked about planting seeds. And when you see the event that you just put on, you're bringing people together. Yep. The one thing about leadership is it's not about spreadsheets. It's not about titles. Yep. It's about people seeing how much you care. Yes. And ultimately they will follow. Amen. When you see that and you walk into that room, when you put on the event, you're just like, it took a lot of hard work to yeah. get these people to trust you and believe in what you're doing. How does that make you feel? Man, it's a, it's the greatest feeling on earth. Um, you know, and I've had some good feelings. I've enjoyed my work as an attorney. I've enjoyed my work in a whole host of fields. Uh, but this is so much more meaningful. You know, in the military, we used to say military leadership is great. But in some ways, we have to get past military leadership because they are required to follow us. Real leadership is, I don't have to follow you. I don't have to go with you, but I choose to go mm-hmm. with you. And that really is is satisfying, quite frankly. And, and it's a blessing to be able to do it. So I've seen your journey. I've, I've met you, uh, I, I don't know what year it was, early, I wanna, probably in the middle of your career with, with Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Um, but now you've transitioned to the same house what is five years from now? What do you what do you see in the mm. same house? What do you what do you want to be? What is great what's question. the impact that you're trying to create with that? Great question, man. And, and really, is occupying my mind space right now. What do we want to be in five, ten, fifteen? Mm-hmm. Uh, mayor Shirley Franklin, former mayor of Atlanta, was just an absolute rock star. She said, "Rodney, you need to come up with a seventy-five year plan." <laughs> I said, "I'm not gonna be here in seventy-five years, baby." <laughs> she said, uh, "She said that's all right, but somebody will, yeah. and your organization yeah. should." it should have a foundation that lasts that long. And so, I, you know, within the next five years, we want to take the concept of the beloved benefit. We want to take the concept of the same house and export it to other cities. And we've already had conversations with Salt Lake City and Dallas and, and Houston. Uh, Salt Lake City actually has committed $16 million. Wow. So we raised $9 million here. Wow. Them bad boys said, we got you. <laughs> $16 million wow. on it. And so... They are focused on the issue that they think will bring them together. And for them, it's women in business. Mm. They say they're last in the nation in women in business, and they want to do something about it. They think that's a galvanizing issue, and we'll see. Uh, And I think it's an awesome issue. And so they uh, are going to focus on that. Dallas may have a different issue. Houston may have a different issue. How can we export that? And even more so, how can we export the coming of get together to do good? Mm. That's the most important thing. I don't care what the issue is. Right. I want you to come together right. to do good. And that's really what's helpful. Uh, I also see us doing consulting, mm. uh, continuing to further uh, our convention and collaboration efforts. Uh, and so we're, we're excited that we will be beyond Atlanta, 
but we will stay rooted in Atlanta. Sure. We won't leave Atlanta. Uh, and so, as we say here in Atlanta, Atlanta influences everything. Mm-hmm. No, it's a, it's a good, you know, good model. I mean, what you've built and to be able to take that to other places. And that's first time I heard, you know, the concept of it, obviously each state has different issues and has different causes that they want to support. So I, I think that's incredible. And, you know, for me, just seeing how you're bringing collaboration together is, I think, in philanthropy is super important. We were talking about that earlier about collaboration. Yeah. Um, how important is that in, in the Huge. world, in your world, of philanthropy? Huge, man. Competition is a false notion, quite mm-hmm. frankly. <laughs> we get so much more done together. Mm-hmm. And when we can collaborate, then we can share talents, we can learn lessons. Uh, so I think that there's always, in business mm-hmm. and in nonprofit, collaboration is key. Mm-hmm. And so how can we figure out ways to collaborate as, as all? First thing we did, first thing I did when I got Chick-fil-A, started the Chick-fil-A Foundation, there was no such beast. And so we looked for partners that already had gravitas. Yep. And so Junior Achievement here in Atlanta was a beast. And so our CEO, Dan Cathy, had a great relationship with Junior Achievement. That was wonderful for us. Uh, we looked for other partners that had gravitas. Similarly, here now, we're looking for partners that have gravitas. They may be corporations. So you say Coca-Cola, everybody knows that. Yeah. And so we also look for organizations, nonprofit organizations that have gravitas. Um, so we are in discussions with the Aspen Institute. We'll see what that yields. But we're blessed to even have a conversation mm. with the Aspen Institute. Um, so for us, collaboration builds us, it extends us, and it's a good thing all around. Yeah, I think you know you're mentioning these collaborations, and we have a lot of players who are listening to this out yes. here. And people talk about networking, and they throw it out there loosely, <laughs> and they don't necessarily know how to go about doing that. Yeah. They get intimidated by yeah. entering into that space that's something new to them. That's right. Do you have some tips that you know for people who are out there listening and say, "Hey, here's some net- good networking things that you can." Uh, that you can use to yes. your advantage and when you walk in that room, you're standing up there confident and proud that you're able to navigate that room. Absolutely, man. I would like to thank Athletes Charitable for sponsoring today's Given Legends podcast. Athletes Charitable offers a concierge membership service that provides the tools and resources to build a legacy through service. Our athlete-led team has the first-hand experience and expertise to provide hands-on support that simplifies the entire process for athletes and entertainers to reach their social entrepreneurship goals and create lasting impact in their communities. To learn more, check out the link in the bio. You you said something in addition, in the midst of that question, doing something new. That's okay. That's a good thing. Uh, To continue to stretch yourself, to push yourself, to be uncomfortable is really the goal. I want to always be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because that means I'm always doing something new. I'm always pushing the envelope. Um, and networking is a matter of relationship. It's no different than just holding a conversation. I'm getting to know somebody. And the genuine part of relationship is I really want to know you. I really want to help you. And in turn, you may help me. Mm. And most importantly, I'm going to learn from you. Relationship and networking, in fact, I don't even like the word networking. I just want to build relationships. And if I can do that, that's great. And even more so, I can understand that some relationships aren't worth building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some folks who are like, no, peace, I'm good, <laughs> right. and that's okay. Right, that's not a bad thing. And the other people you, you're going to be unexpectedly drawn to and connect with, and they're going to help you in ways that you never knew. How how can I help? How can Charlie help? How can the people listening 
help push this mission of the same house. Yeah. So first, we would love for you all to follow us on our social media channels. I, I, I tell folks I don't want likes for me, but as we grow our social media, that gives a platform for the organizations. Mm, sure. And if you see our social media channels, it's all about the nonprofit organizations. And we want to push those stories out and push those people out. So go to We Are The Same House uh, at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. You also can find The Beloved Benefit on all of those channels as well. Twitter, uh, Instagram, I guess it's X now, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and LinkedIn. And follow us. Uh, I think that's important for us to continue to give platform for these nonprofit organizations. Also, look, we'd love for folks to volunteer, love for people to come to the Beloved Benefit. My favorite story from the Beloved Benefit this year is I got a call from the Department of Driver Services, the folks who make you stand in line when you want your driver's license or mm -hmm. you want to change something. Mm -hmm. Folks who, as, a, as an organization, even though, frankly, they have, they're doing a good job, <laughs> don't have the greatest hospitality yes. reputation. Yes. They called me and they said, we want to volunteer. Mm. They sent 50 people wow. to volunteer and they were wonderful. Mm. They were the best volunteers we had. And, and look, this is about all of us pitching in. Mm -hmm. It's not just if you got, you know, a million dollars to put on it. It's also, can I put in my time and my talent? And so volunteer, we would love for folks to volunteer. And lastly, if you're interested in uh, what we're doing, please go and look at our, uh, our sizzle reels on belovedbenefit.org, uh, thesamehouse.org. Uh, and then if we can come to your city, if we can partner with you, if we can partner with your team, because I know you got a lot of athletes. Mm -hmm. In the past, we've had it at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We partner with the Falcons. If we can partner with your team, your organization, uh, your philanthropy, happy to do it. There you have it. There you have it, man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm inspired every time I talk to you. I left the Beloved Benefit super pumped and inspired to continue Good, to do more. So, you know, the mission and the message that you continue to push out, man, I, I'm I'm a believer in it. Amen. And anything you can do for me, Charlie, I'm sure, and, and you, hopefully the people that are listening, you know, will will be inspired as well. And we can continue to push what you're doing, man. So I love Thank it. You. Thank Absolutely. you, man. Absolutely. And when you get here, you heard it here. We are the same house from athletes to businessmen, philanthropy. Amen. We're all in this together. Appreciate you. So for Rodney, Hannibal, we appreciate you joining us on another edition of the Given Legend podcast. Find us on YouTube, Instagram, and LinkedIn and comment on what inspires you to be a Given Legend in your community.